Hello, hello, hello. So before I go into today's episode, I am delighted to announce that the next intake of the Female Fat Loss Program is now open for applications. So the Female Fat Loss Program is a six-week program. So this is the last intake of the Female Fat Loss Program for 2023. So the Female Fat Loss Program is a six-week program. You get your training with videos for home or the gym, or you can do your own training outside of it if you wish. I'd have many clients that do their own running or their own CrossFit classes or their own classes in general. Or if you're doing Pilates and yoga and you prefer that, you can also do that. With the nutrition, you get your tailored nutrition, your tailored calories dedicated to you that will show you how to manage your weekends, stop the all or nothing approach and stop this yo-yo dieting approach that you may be going through right now. The other thing it's gonna teach you is how to manage your nutrition around your menstrual cycle or around perimenopause and menopause, or PCOS, or endometriosis, or pre and postnatal, or any other thing that may be going on with the body. The whole purpose of this is, is one place, six week course, and it's all for 99 euro. So if you are interested with the program, all you need to do is click on the link into the show notes and we can get you signed up. Facebook group, weekly lives, a group of accountability, support, and you'll also have a dedicated coach that'll help you to get you to where you want to go. Removes all or nothing, removes food guilt, allows you to have chocolate every single day, teaches you about carbohydrates, where they're beneficial for you and your health, gets rid of food food fear. The list goes on. It's I'm it's something that the feedback that's come through it is it doesn't feel like a diet. I've actually got cured of food guilt. I can now stick to this the rest of my life. There's three or four pieces of feedback that have come through the program and I can share them up with you if you want to see the messages directly from clients. So if you're interested in working with me in the Female Fat Loss Program starting on the 30th of October 2023, click on the link in the show notes and book your space. It is only 99 euro. That is less than 260 a day. Like it doesn't get cheaper. I actually think it's way too cheap and that's been the feedback from talking to every single person on that group. So if you're, in, if you're interested, click on the link on the show notes and we'll see you there in the Female Fat Loss Program on the 30th of October. So welcome to the 400th episode of the podcast, which is absolutely and utterly mental. Like, mental. And I think if you listen back to maybe the first 50, the sound on it is really, really bad. The microphone on the first one and... I'd say uh, 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 on the first episode an awful lot. So to see where it's come from in the first episode to where it's at now is quite scary and quite, and that's the whole thing with the consistency piece. It's something that I enjoy doing. It's something that I'm proud of. And it also allows me to have spoken to some of the leading experts in health and nutrition and fitness and mental health and authors in the world, which is something pretty cool for someone who just, chats to people over zoom with a microphone because that's essentially what it is but i'm also really really grateful for the amount of clients that have come on and shared their journey because i know it is getting out of your comfort zone it is getting out of your comfort zone to share that story so i want to say a massive thank you to everyone i want to say a massive thank you to if you've listened to one second one episode shared or listened or even reviewed it or whatever it may be but thank you so today's episode is, a, is an important episode and it's called the broccoli and cookie conundrum so you're kind of like what are you talking about Shane I'm like yeah my head goes crazy places on walks and this is a quite a serious topic and I think it requires 
maybe a pen and paper for you and requires some serious attention for you as well. Like if we think about it, life at its core is really, really about broccoli and cookies. And our success in any aspect of it, like fitness or nutrition or weight loss or fat loss, comes down to what I call the broccoli and cookie ratio. So the broccoli is the metaphorical representation for delayed gratification. It's everything that's good for us, but sucks, and maybe even tastes like ass. It's the stuff we have to do, but don't want to do because it's hard, or it tastes like ass. And then the cookie is the metaphorical representation for immediate gratification. We all love those dopamine hits. It's all of the things that feel and taste orgasmic, but are probably not that healthy or beneficial for us. It's all the things we love doing, and want to keep doing because they're easy, but probably need to stop or at least kind of reduce or cut back down. So in, in the sum up of it, the broccoli cookie ratio is simply this. Your success in anything that you do is directly correlated to how much broccoli you're willing to eat versus the number of cookies. Because here's the thing, you can't just have a one-to-one ratio of broccoli and cookies. That That isn't how life works. You can't just be like, hey, I want to, I went to the gym and ate well for one day. Let's go to the buffet. That's not how life works. Now, you can't do that because you didn't eat enough broccoli to earn the cookie. You need to work your way up to the cookies by eating a decent amount or a ton of broccoli first. So if you think of it like a video game, you know where you have to earn your experience points to actually level up. Just like many of the video games that are played now, like you play Candy Crush, for example, you do a certain amount of things, you get up to a certain amount of level, and then you earn a certain amount of points and reward systems back. There has to be enough toil, struggle, strife, and you have to earn that side of things. I'm not saying you need to earn your food, but I need to, saying you need to earn your stripes. The problem is, a lot of people have it this whole method backwards these days. A lot of people are eating too many proverbial cookies or metaphorical cookies, and then when we're sick and kind of like not feeling great or sugared up out of our brains, we decide we're, we're going to eat a bit of broccoli. Meaning we overeat, don't go to the gym, lays around, and then when the feeling of guilt is too much to bear, we go to the gym, start eating better, or start on that product that's been due for months. And the root cause of this conundrum that I talk about is impulse. We're conditioned to live off our impulses with one-click purchases, thank you Amazon, with social media, dopamine hits, and everything right now mentality. It's almost like an egotistical thing that we have. We think we deserve everything now, but we're not prepared to work to put the work in. This generation that we're in, yes, there are a lot of people who push, 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 and push. That's not healthy either, but there's also the other element of hand out, I deserve this mentality. So please don't think I'm saying this from sitting atop of kind of cushy perches or looking down on you with all my kind of mice or whatever it may be, sharing you with a a level of preachiness because I'm I fall into this bracket as well. It's why I can procrastinate on writing emails. I can procrastinate on even recording this episode. I was meant to do this at eleven o'clock this morning. It's half one. I procrastinated about it because I felt I didn't have it nailed in my head. But I wrote it out on a piece of paper and I felt better about it. And knowing the amount of research that I have to put into these, the thinking, the writing, even taking notes and kind of go along, can be overwhelming. So instead I eat cookies in the form of listening to podcasts, going for a walk, potentially 
playing some chill time on on fifa or whatever it may be but regardless the fact still stands all of us need to eat the broccoli that little bit more so that proverbial broccoli could be eating shit more not because we're monks or anything like that who get and this great feeling of sacrifice and suffering because but because the metaphorical broccolis in life are green bushy and they don't make us feel great or may not taste great sometimes maybe we have to eat that little bit of shit to get to where we want to go and every time we do shit we hate or don't want to go the broccoli spreads its legs and it out pops this golden nugget of knowledge and we learn stuff and then we learn enough stuff we get good at that stuff and then the better we get the more the motivated more motivated we are to keep that stuff going so for example let's say you want to actually lose weight or lose fat so you eat the broccoli frigatively speaking but literally eating some broccoli would also benefit you and what you're trying to do i'm not trying to say literally go on a broccoli diet that's not what i'm saying the more broccoli you eat aka go to the gym and eat more wholesome foods more fruit more veggies more protein a little bit of movement a little bit of gym whatever it may be the better you get aka losing fat and then the better you get at that the more motivated you are and you keep going to the gym and eating well you do this long enough and you're a brand new person and you're probably the person that you say you want to be at the beginning the problem is that the cookies are far more alluring and kind of like they're really really easy to go for they taste good they're easy quick fixes they don't involve any thinking they're easy to eat they're easy to eat a lot of them and they build up this dopamine hit as well and that broccoli cookie conundrum is knowing what we need to do and knowing it's hard knowing it's going to be a little bit difficult but it's also that it's good for us and even while knowing all of this opting instead for the easy right now feel good option but that's what i want you to leave with you and and just bear this principle in mind with how your actual actions will weigh up to the actual broccoli and kind of cookie ratio like have you eaten enough broccoli to earn that cookie and i don't like this whole analogy of earn you need to earn to earn your food or earn to do something or reward yourself with food so there are three ways to actually tackle this broccoli and cookie conundrum one is sometimes can happen is removing or reducing temptation so imagine you come home from a, a hard day's work right you're tired and you just want to go to sleep and as you open the door to your room and you make your way in lo and behold megan fox is just sprawled across or pierce brosnan or anyone of any celebrity that you follow just sprawled across your bed tells you let's go want you to have their way with you their wicked way with you i know this is like unlikely to happen but it's your lucky day so let's just stick with this example anyway so megan fox is in your bed and then you turn around and they go hey megan as hot as you are and as much as i would like totally love to do this i'm tired so i'm going to need you to leave because i want to go to sleep like let's be realistic that's not going to happen but unless you're like you don't like transformers or unless you don't like anything that she's been in and it's megan fox or it's someone else that you're interested in you're not going to turn that down look my point is that regardless of how you feel or think you'll feel when you're caught up in that heat of the moment you're not actually going to act rationally in any way and so to prevent you from doing something silly like kicking megan fox or someone out of your bed or for overeating a packet of oreos or cookies whatever me what can help sometimes is having less of those foods in your house and maybe limiting your exposure to them there's the other argument of 
if we don't expose themselves expose ourselves to those foods is it running away from things and when we kind of go for it so it's figuring out which person you are i know i prefer to have the foods in the house personally because it allows me to have them daily or whenever i want with them but i've worked hard to build myself with trust around the food well other people may be at the beginning steps of, of, of that piece of food and maybe just not buying multi-packs maybe just if they want to go out for to, to go for cookies or whatever they go for a walk or whatever it may be and these hyper palatable foods which are really really easily designed to make you want more so the less of these foods that you have within reach the less likely you are to break down and overeat or if you do have those foods in the house one way to do it is put them in a press so sometimes or a cupboard cupboard whatever you want to call them so sometimes if you've kind of like if you're walking into your kitchen and your cupboards or your presses are like you can't see into them or it might be easier to put them away but if you're have if your presses or cupboards in your kitchen have a glass frame and you can see through they might be there all the time and you kind of see them all the time so they could be more likely to overeat so maybe putting them into a different press or maybe buying less of it or maybe enjoying it on one day or whatever it may be everyone is different and every approach is going to be different for someone but I would also say that if you can't enjoy these types of foods or eat these types of foods on a regular basis, well, then food is in control. So there's, it's really, really multifaceted and complex. I know I abuse Megan Fox as an example because the first person, for whatever reason, deep down inside of my desires is Megan Fox, for whatever reason, and Transformers movie comes to mind. So the other thing that you can do is prepare in advance. So you know when you're convinced you'll go home and cook a nice, decent, healthy dinner. But when you get home, you see the pizza that was left over from the night before and also that tub of Ben & Jerry's that's in the freezer. You are screaming and shouting at your boss all day or you're fed up or your boss said something to you, you had a shit day, your kids are annoying you, whatever it may be. Your brain doesn't care about your fat loss goals anymore. The, it wants the instant hit and instant gratification of that pizza and the ice cream. So what can help some people is having some sort of menu for the week. Maybe cooking leftovers and having that leftovers for the next day. So some meals that are really, really handy for this are lasagna. Stick it in the oven. You have air fryers now. You've got slow cookers now. You have curries now. Bolognese. It's getting into winter months. So stews and stuff can help. Maybe having a little bit more prep done or having dinner ready waiting for you. So when you do get home, it will leave things less up to mood, a.k.a. motivation. Not motivation, your motivation. How often do you say you're going to do something, then your mood drops and then you stop doing that thing? That's motivation. So sometimes having some food in the house, getting a food shop in at the beginning of the week. No, I know that today at lunch, I was exhausted from football training last night because we finished late on a Wednesday. So I don't really sleep that great on a Wednesday. So I know today I'm going to be a little bit more tired, probably that little bit more hungry than I normally would be. So I have to really make a special effort to make sure I get in a walk to make a special effort to get in the extra water that i need and i have to also make a special effort to know that i'm eating my regular meals i know so a way that i kind of prepared in advance i was like i know on a thursday i know that i need to go out for a walk at lunchtime to go get something for the dinner or whatever it may be on that thursday i purposely don't buy something for dinner on the thursday because i either maybe go home to my folks or I there's a certain meal that I want to get on a Thursday and I need a little bit of fresher ingredients for that. So I know that a habit stack moment was to go get that walk, 
which was only 50 minutes there, 50 minutes back, so half an hour is ticked. And then I go get the ingredients, I go get a few little other things and walk back and I've got a sense of achievement done. So even though I'm tired, I'm not leaving it up to my mood. I'm saying, right, I need to do this, so I get to do this. So it's a little bit more prepped. I know, I, I know I'm getting that to do. The other thing is, is making sure that you're eating regularly enough. When you don't eat regularly throughout the day, you will act on impulse. You'll learn how to ignore that feeling of hunger, sitting it out, whatever it may be. And then when you get home or you're working at home and you haven't eaten for the whole day, guess what happens? You get hangry and you go straight for the quick fixes, those hyper palatable foods. But if you reduce the amount of those that are in the house, get a little bit more structure into your day or whatever it may be, and you prepare in advance or know what's in the kitchen, I know what's in the house or whatever it may be, you will stop skipping meals. And I had a client say to this to me this morning, she's kind of like, she's she does a course at the minute with kind of like altering, um, like tailoring and altering dresses and outfits and stuff like that. And she's she's someone who's come so, so far um, in her journey. And one of the things was, people are commenting on her losing weight and losing fat, etc. But her journey is a lot more than that. And I know she listens to this. So the journey for her has been a whirlwind. Like to say where she is now from where the first person I spoke with is two different people. It's it's quite it's quite an amazing journey that she's been on. And one of the things that can still be that final piece for her is that validation from other people and how to deal with those comments. And people are always asking, well, what diet are I? what diet are you on? What diet are you on? What are you doing to look like this, X, Y, Z? And one of the things you kind of I'm I'm ad living on this. This isn't exactly how it happened. But one of the things that she said to people was like, oh, I'm, I'm focusing on three meals, two or three snacks a day. And like people are saying, well, it can't be simple as that. And you're kind of like, well, why can't it be? But why can't it be? Like people think that diet, a diet needs a name or a weight loss means restriction. Obviously, you're you're looking for you're looking for acceptance from other people when that kind of thing is happening as well, which is a multifaceted thing. That's why people think that they need to look a certain weight at a certain time because they associate it with looking better and getting comments off people. So we know that that can fuel that whole piece of needing to fit into society by doing this, by doing that. Um, and I think it's important for us to kind of realize that that isn't the case. That isn't what you need. You were looking for acceptance is the, the round piece of it. And what this person found was they were kind of like other people are getting attacked by people and getting really defensive how that can't work for them. And then they're looking for this certain diet that involves a patch on your arm and tells you about X, Y, or Z or intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it may be. And the person or the client that I was talking about kind of kind of was a little bit overwhelmed by how much it actually means to people. Like to the point of it was annoying. It was it was it was frustrating. It was 
a mental kind of clarity for her is like how far she'd actually come and i think it's important for her to realize that um and some people can project their own insecurities about themselves and what they have tried onto you which isn't fair like i hear it endless amounts of time like i've tried x y or z and i keep failing it's like no, no no you haven't failed look at the approach look at every single approach that you've taken what's the one thing that's in common or two things that are in common one they've never addressed your habits or behaviors and two they've all involved restriction like i know when i sometimes are talking to clients and saying right let's have three meals two or three snacks there can be almost like a surely like i'm paying you for this simplicity i'm like yeah but it's it is simple fat loss is simple weight loss is simple eating wholesome foods is simple eating regularly is simple but the, cla- the the complication comes into it with emotion. We lose perspective when it comes to food. We lose perspective when it comes to nutrition. We lose this perspective all the time. Like when you overeat, what's the first thing that comes in? Emotion, guilt, disgust, avoidance, perfection. They're the things that kind of come in for people. And shame, judgment, all these kind of different things. But why is that we get a flat tire? Why don't we puncture the rest of them? Because it's not led by emotion. It's led by logic. It's led by perfect by perception or uh, sorry perspective so we need to look at it from a point of view of a, and a journey is emotional it is it is emotional and i'm not saying that we're going to remove temptation completely i'm not going to say you're going to have every meal prepped in advance i'm not going to say that you're going to eat regularly or three meals two or three snacks a day all the time but if you can do it five percent ten percent fifteen percent more than you're currently doing it or even do it eighty percent of the time you will get to your goal that you want to go to a lot quicker than you currently are. It, remember, it's not you that fails the diet. It's often the approach that involves restriction. And people are saying, well, restriction is all I know. No, restriction isn't all you know. It's all you've been ever told. You've never been taught. And that chaotic mind that we have about food and how our self-belief and self-esteem about how we see ourselves is projected onto the food. It's never about the food. It's always how we see ourselves being projected onto it. So when we don't feel positive about ourselves, we say, well, I'm, I've been bad today or I'm being good today, so I'm going to have this or I can't have this. I don't deserve this. But why don't you deserve to be happy? Why don't you deserve to feel the way you want to? Why don't you deserve to feel the happiness that everyone else does? Why do I deserve to have a chocolate bar rather than you? And no one can ever can answer those questions. The question that comes back is, well, you're not trying to lose weight. Well, you don't know that. I don't share my weight loss journey. I don't share my body composition on social media i don't share much of my training i don't share much of that side of things on training i know in the face of the, the, the female fat loss group currently i have started sharing a little bit more of my meals with clients to say to give ideas a few clients asked for it and i was reluctant to do it because i used to be the person that hated those kind of what i hate what i eat in a in a, in a day thing but i've now come to the other side of some people can actually find those useful that can be an education tool and putting their own mix and match and what other people are doing they could be ready to hear it so i'm just putting on like i'm not saying my meals are in any way mitch and star nor do they need to be but what i am saying it's helping clients saying right he's actually eating normal food he's actually eating burgers he's actually eating chips he's actually eating something that isn't rabbit food so this idea of restriction overwhelms people because they think it's the only thing they should do rather than what the only thing they can do so restriction is addicted to, where a lot of people are addicted to that idea of restriction because it's normally how we feel about ourselves being projected onto the idea of food. 
it's that chaotic mind of how we're feeling about ourselves and we're kind of like the only way to chaos and restriction they love each other they are like fire to a flame but restrictive mindset and structure they don't like each other at all they don't like each other at all but in order to reduce the restrictive mindset we need to eat more regularly if you ever find when you are picking or eating or snacking in the evening what's the one thing that's in common you haven't eaten enough during the day there's your feedback there's the rationale there's the perspective retract on emotion right have i done everything today? have i eaten regularly today i know there's days that i don't eat regularly enough and i feel it like sometimes and i know i'm really really busy and i am for the last kind of couple of weeks particularly the last kind of couple of weeks should i say but i know i have to eat regularly so I sometimes even put an alert onto my phone saying run lunchtime and i have those booked into meetings for myself now this might sound too much for some people but i know it does help me and if it helps me to remember to eat because i'm someone when i get stressed i don't eat people are saying oh that's great it's not great it's not great it's nearly i would say it is as negative if not more negative than someone who overeats when they get stressed i can easily forget to eat people with adhd can forget to eat structure and adhd are like kryptonite to superman they don't go hand in hand and they have a battle in their heads of knowing what to do but forgetting so sometimes they can go into a task they know in the best intentions i'm going to finish off this task could be three or four hours later and they forget to eat and they're like right they want that little bit more dopamine hit so they go for the more carbohydrate more sugary more processed more fatty foods because it's easier to do but if we go on the premise of preparing something in advance removing or kind of reducing temptation and eating more regularly where possible well then it will control your impulses. The more you control them, the more you can take more back control for yourself and you're going to be able to live the life that you want to. So we need to look at it from a point of view. We have to eat a certain amount of broccoli in order to be able to have the, the cookie. So that's in a roundabout way, the cookie and broccoli conundrum. So hopefully that makes sense. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do let me know and share it up on your story. Please review it on iTunes and Spotify. If you want to join up to the Female Fat Loss Program, click on the link in the show notes. 99 quid for six weeks. You're not going to get a better program. Genuinely. I I would put my name to that. And I have. I genuinely do not think you're going to learn more about yourself and your training and your nutrition than this program. Like if you want to feel good by Christmas, the program will help you and it'll help you to navigate Christmas as well. Click on the link in the show notes and i'm looking forward to hearing back from the feedback on this and thank you again for your amazing support for the last 400 episodes thank you